0: Welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message.
1: Put your hand over your heart. Let's make some declarations. I am who God says I am, a child of God, the righteousness of God. I am the apple of God's eye. I am God's workmanship created for good works and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today I open up my mind to receive the word of God so I can think like God, be like God and do life the way God intended for me to live. Let's lift up holy hands, say it with me. Come Holy Spirit, help me elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life in Jesus name. Amen. Come on, give God a big hand. Let's welcome McKinney. Come on. Thank you guys so much for being a part of us. We love you. Give somebody a high five, a low five, a hug, something. So glad y'all are here. It's an honor to be with you today. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And uh, this is our year of the, come on, supernatural. Say it with me. This is our year of the supernatural and And so uh, some of the ushers right now have notes for you if you didn't get notes. And uh, we'd like you to take some notes today, even though I'm not going to get to all my notes today. Because God is going to speak some things to us. I want to talk to you about how to discover your superpower. You see, some people hear that and they think, oh, you know, there's a reason that most of those superpower, superhero figures that you saw are some of the biggest blockbusters in Hollywood history. And why is that? Because there's something in each one of us that are drawn to the supernatural. We're drawn to the supernatural, and we don't even know it. We don't even know it, but yet God wants us to understand it. And let me just tell you something, just right out of the gate. You are God's son, and you are God's daughter. You're God's family, and it doesn't matter what you've done. You see, sometimes the world will identify you by your worst days and they'll put a label on you based on your worst days rather than you understanding no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how much you've messed up, no matter what's gone wrong in your life. Nothing changes the fact that God is God, you're created in in His image, and the best is yet to come for you. I said the best is yet to come for you. It doesn't matter what people say or what people think, it matters what God says. And so as we talk about this, I want you to know that you do have a superpower. And some of you have got more than one superpower, and you don't realize it. You think it's just a gift or it's just a talent. But every superpower starts with the way that you think. That's why we talk so much about this. What just happened in our church can be, can just be something that we do as rote. It can be something that we do just, if you've come here for a while, that you stand up and you put your hand over your heart and you say these things. But let me just remind you what it is that we're saying. We're saying, I am who God says I am. And that leads me to my first and only point today. And that is, if you're going to discover your superpower, you've got to think I am because he is. You see, I, I am not I am because of who I am. I am whoever I am because of who he is. Now, I can live on whatever the I am side of life that I choose to live on. But I choose to be who I am because of who he is. And so what we said just a minute ago, and I'm going to bring you back to this, is I am who God says I am. I start every service this way, and we have in our church since we started our church 19 years ago, because we're aligning ourselves with God. So we're declaring, I am who God says I am. I am a child of God. I am the righteousness of God. I am the apple of God's eye. Listen, I don't care what you've done in your life. God says you're the apple of his eye. You're amazing. You're awesome. Not awful. The enemy of your soul wants to to judge you, like I said, on your worst days. And wants you to get on the awful side of life. Well, there's going to be awe in your life. Why not make it awesome? I said, why not make it awesome? And your superpower, listen to me is the ability through God to make awful awesome. So we say it every week. I am God's workmanship. I am, a, I am His, in the Greek, this is poema, P-O-I-E-M-A, here's what it means. I am God's masterpiece. I am God's workmanship. We say this before every service, before we hear the word of God. I'm created for good works. What happens in your life when bad stuff is happening? Anybody got some bad stuff happening? Let me tell you something. What is it when bad stuff happens? I have to remind myself, I am who God says I am, not who they say I am. I am who God says I am, not what this situation says I am. I am who God says I am, and I am his child, and I am the righteousness of God. I'm the apple of his eye. I'm his workmanship. I am a masterpiece of God in the earth because I'm his son or his daughter. I'm a part of his family. We say this every week, but I'm bringing you back to this. So that you understand it's not just mere words. And because I am God's workmanship, I am created for good works. And that means when bad stuff is happening, when bad stuff is happening, I am. When bad stuff's happening at work, bad stuff's going on in your family. Superman you are a superwoman or you can walk in like some people yeah stuff's kind of bad today you know I pretty much suck I've done a lot of bad uh, stuff people done bad stuff to me life's not fair No! I am who God says I am. I'm a child of God. I'm not just a child of a guy named Jim and a mother named Gay. That's my mother's name. See, people want to put labels on you. People want to put labels on themselves. i never forget... My dad bought a boat one time, 26-foot cabin cruiser. You know big boats have names on the back of them, buddy? You know my dad put on the back of our boat? Clueless now, it's my father. He's dead, so I can tell this story. (laughs) Because he didn't have a clue. On the back of our cabin cruiser, He put gay babe. (laughs) Now, I don't care what you call yourself. but we go out to the lake, my dad's going, come on, just get on gay babe. (laughs) Some of y'all are laughing and some of y'all are mad and some people watching. See, he doesn't like gay people. Listen, I had a mother named Gay. I'm the son of gay. (laughs) But lest I be labeled by mankind in any way, I am a son of the living God. That's who I am. And I'm on his ship with his name on it, not gay babe's name. I ain't making fun of nobody, but I'm just telling you, I am not gay. I know a lot of people say, I am gay. Good for you. Yay. Yay for gay. She's my mother. Are y'all with me? Have I got your attention? I am God's. Workmanship. Some of y'all just said it, and you don't even know what you just said. I'm God's workmanship. You're God's masterpiece in the earth. How's it going? Your life is his masterpiece. How's it going? I'm created by God for good works. Yeah, but... You know, I just got some bad got some bad stuff happening, man. I've done some bad stuff. I, the devil goes, see, I know how to get y'all sons of God. I know how to get you women of God because I get you focused on your bad rather than God's good. And I take the true fight out of you and you start fighting for your dignity. And you start fighting for yourself and you start fighting for what you want and you forget that I'm God's workmanship created for good works in the midst of a bad world and some of us make some very bad mistakes along the way That are judged by men as worse than other people's mistakes but let me tell you what the biggest mistake you'll ever make is is living one day and not living up to your full god-given potential that's the worst mistake you'll ever make there's a whole lot of people in churches that their life is nothing not because god hadn't created them as his masterpiece and for good works but because they're not doing anything with it because they're wallowing in the bad i'm speaking to somebody right this second stop it just think how high i could jump find my (laughs) jordan's (sighs) on Therefore, if I'm God's workmanship, if I'm created for good works, this is all the Bible, by the way. We said it all at the start of this service. Then this is the next thing we can say. Because I am who God says I am. Because I'm a child of God. Because I'm the righteousness of God. Because I'm the apple of God's eye. Because I'm God's workmanship. Because I'm created for good works. Then I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It doesn't matter what the thing is. Because I'm all that. Because he's all that I can. Come on, y'all. Come on. And You know what the devil's number one goal is? It's for you to think you can't. Because he never wants you to know who he is. We say this every week. So that's the first part. Here's the second part. Today I open up my mind. You know what most of us walk in here with? All, all the things that are on my mind. What's on your mind today? Well, like this week, man, it's a little, that's about what it sounds like how'd your week go <laughs> we walk in here and say it every week I open up my mind some of y'all said it but you didn't do it so right now put your hand on your head like this go like this on the count of three one, two, three I open up my mind. You know what the enemy of your soul wants to do is to keep your mind closed and to keep you thinking it'll never change and to keep you thinking that it is what it is, which by the way, that's not in the Bible. Don't make that your scripture because it's not in that word. So don't ever let it come out of your mouth. Well, it is what it is. No, it ain't. It is what he says it it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. We, we let our own scriptures override his word. Well, it is what it is. Who taught you that? Like I said last week, what voices are you listening to? So an honest question, my hand's already raised. How many of you have ever said that? It is what it is. Come on. Those of you who didn't raise your hand, either your arm's not working or you're a liar. Because <laughs> maybe you didn't say it, but you thought it. Well, after the fact, Chris... It is what it is. No, it's not. It's not just not over when the fat lady sings, it's never over until he says it's over. So, man, yesterday, y'all, where were you yesterday? Where were you yesterday? Well, let me tell you where I was. Not in Texas. But I was trying to get to Texas. I was trying to get to Texas, Angela. I wanted to be here today because God put this word in my heart. My flight was supposed to leave at 1030. So all over America. American. And other airlines said... Can't go into Dallas right now. All kind of bad stuff happening. Right up in here. In the area of uncontrollables. Listen now, for everything in the natural, there's a supernatural correlation. I can't get Tim to where I'm wanting to get because there's just this uncontrollable stuff that's going on. And by the way, it's right up over my head. Winds, storm. Hell! Not H-A-I-L. Somehow hell came up from there and got over my head. That's what my mind was open to. <sighs> second just just give me a second so Jesus is on this boat and uh, he's asleep he's asleep and there's a storm and man the storm is raging and The people that were in his boat were his disciples. They were his crew, y'all. They were like his boys. And they were freaking out because the storm was crazy. And Jesus, Jesus, is sleeping. Somebody wake Jesus up. Have you ever felt that way? Like, hey, God, hey, I don't know if you see this. I could really use some help right now. How many of y'all been with me on this? Like, I could really use some help right this second. That's what heaven sounds like for some of y'all. What is that? God is snoring. They wake him up. He goes, what's up? What's up? Can you feel the boom? Can you feel the motion in the ocean? There's a storm. We're about to die. This whole thing's coming apart. Didn't say anything to him. See, sometimes y'all looking for God to talk to you. He can't talk to you because of what you've made an issue. I'm preaching to some people now. (sighs) No, there's a storm. This situation, this God needs you to fix it. He doesn't talk to him. Walks up in front of the boat. Looked at them and says, Where's your faith? Not just your belief. You see, a lot of y'all, y'all, like y'all are on this boat, and you're like, you like believe in me, but you woke me up. Because you're concerned about something that I have power and authority over. But it ain't about me being woken up, it's about you being woken up. So where's your Faith. No, no. listen. I'm not talking about your beliefs. I'm talking about that stuff you say you believe in that you take action on. Now, I'm going to show you all something. See, if I was Jesus, that's what I'd do. That's why I would not be a good Jesus. I'm learning to be a good pastor. <laughs> you don't want me to counsel you? Yeah. Well, you're just having some problems with my marriage. Why? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I just made some very bad decisions financially. That was stupid! Well, uh, then I saw this girl, oh my goodness! What are you thinking? You've got prime rib and you're selling for roast beef. What the heck are you doing talking to me? Well, I just wanted you to give me a little counsel. No, you don't! You can't handle the truth! That's how I would counsel, buddy. Wouldn't be none of this so crying. Pastor buddy, we've been having the same marital problems for about 20 years. Are you stupid? That's how I counsel. You don't want to come to me for counsel. I, Pastor Keith, I have this problem. How long you had the problem? Five years. What? You were a child of, the, of God. You, you're not an idiot. Quit having the same things happening over and over in your life. What else? Next. <laughs> so so i leave my counseling for up here. <laughs> what I need you guys to do is I don't need you to believe in me. I'm about to show you something, but this is not about what I say. This is about what he says that you need to believe it enough that you say it. So I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to come back to y'all. Hold on. I'm about to throw up. This star's is making me sick. I need a pill. Driving me. Jesus goes. Come here, little precious, Pastor Sheila. Because, see, this is your superpower. Come here, right here. Just get right here. I'm not going to pull you up on the stage. I'm not going to make you uncomfortable. I'm not going to scream at you. <laughs> I want you to turn around to everybody. I want you to operate in your superpower. And I want you to say over their lives what Jesus said over that storm that day. And what did he say? He said, peace, be still. Now, listen. You, you, you can listen to her and go... So sweet I love her <laughs> peace, peace. God don't care about your personality he gave it to you. He just wants you to say what he says. So now what she just said that's her superpower. So... Pastor Precious, come here just a second. Thank you, for, thank you for going along with me. Now I want you to lift up your hands, and this time she's going to say it, and peace is going to come. So lift up your hands, because some of y'all need some peace today.
0: Peace be still.
1: So Jesus, just for the sake of the story, In her voice, steps out over the raging storm and says, peace be still. Bam, it stops. And then here was their conversation, Vaughn. Their conversation was, who is that guy that even the wind and seas obey him? It's funny you should bring that up because if you knew who was sitting here with you and I call you my disciples because you're in training, watch this, to not do what I do, but to do greater works than I do. So whatever you hear me say and whatever I do, that's what you need to do. And the next time a storm like this happens, if you wake me up, I'm going to call a storm all right but it's going to be lightning bolts from heaven and I'm going to split yo in half. Some of y'all have never heard preaching like this. This is all in the Bible. <laughs> so where were you yesterday? Well, I was out of state and trying to get back to Texas and sitting in the airport with everybody's phones on Looking at the problem I want you to get the message Looking at the problem shaking their head and all around the airport We're never going to get there They're canceling our flights As I observed hundreds of people looking at the problem shaking their head based on what they said in their powerless condition as sons and daughters of the Most High God. I picked up my phone. I called Precious. And most of the time when I approach her on the phone, I love Tim, her voice on the phone. She brings me peace. Hi. I mean, some of y'all have never had anybody answer the phone like that. Every time. Hey, like, I'm so, she doesn't say it, but in her voice, I'm so glad you called. When you grew up in a family like I did, and I say this with all due respect, but just hear my heart. My dad had the worst phone etiquette in the world. You'd call in, all right? Dad, we are not hillbillies. We're not like, like where did, where did you get that? My mother, what do you want? I would call my mother, Tim, and she would answer the phone and say, what do you want? I'm not saying this to make her look bad. She don't feel bad about that. And then God gave me precious. Hey, hey, And without saying it, I'm so glad you called. I was waiting on your call. Now I can breathe better because you've called. You are my knight and shining. Hey, Armour, you, you are amazing. Just in her, hey. That's one of her superpowers. So after we got past her, and I greeted her, I said, okay, I need you to do something. <laughs> she was watching grandbabies. So I know you're watching grandbabies. Go outside right now. She goes, the wind is blowing so hard. I go, go outside right now. And I'm not there, but you're there. And I need you to say what I'm going to tell you to say. Go outside. Okay, I'm going. She's got a baby in her arm. She walks outside. I said, lift up the hand you have. She lifted up her hand. I said, say this. I'm in the airport. In another state, she's in Frisco, Texas. It's storming. It's hailing. The wind is blowing. No planes are flying into DFW. And I said, say this. Because Sheila, you know, I have a superpower when it comes to weather. She goes, okay, I'm ready. I said, is your hand up? Yes. Say this. Hell no. (laughs) And through her little portal, hell no. (laughs) Wind cease. Wind cease. Storm stop storm stop is that all (laughs) yes you can go back inside now they had just deplaned us for the second time and said it would be a four hour wait after she went outside in the next 20 to 30 minutes they said we've got to go we've got to go right now Everybody get on the plane. Something's opened up, and it's perfect for us to go right now. Now, you can think that's a coincidence. That's a superpower, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, some of y'all haven't been around here, and you don't know how this works. Listen, boys. I can say this and you woke me up to say it or you can learn to say it and exercise your faith and the same thing will happen for you. Who is this guy that even the winds, the seas, and the storms obey him? Ernie, who is this guy? Stand up, Ernie. Who is this guy who the devil said, I'm going to kill him? Who is this guy that would exercise his faith and somehow bring his family to Frisco, Texas? Who is this guy that would uproot his life, that served our country for 20 years in the military, led thousands of men? Who is this guy that when it comes to an uncontrollable storm, when it comes to a situation that he has no control over, that by faith, he comes to Frisco, Texas By faith, he comes to this church. By faith, somebody in this church has the kidney match that that guy needed and she's sitting right, stand up. And in this house was his miracle. Come on. You're in freaking El Paso, Texas. The last stop before hell. And if you're from Texas, you know I'm telling the truth. You can look over into hell. And he got the heaven out of hell and got with the right people in the right place at the right time. And God super his natural and he got his miracle. Welcome to the house of God. Welcome to the place where miracles happen. Welcome to the supernatural. Welcome to your future. Welcome to God doing exceedingly, come on. Come on, y'all. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. Woo! We flew into Dallas landed. This man right here picked me up, Steve Miner from the airport. We got up in front of my house. I do not watch the news. I do not look at negative news. I don't look at problems. I look to the solution. And I said to him, it will sunshine tomorrow and the skies will be clear. That's the last thing I said to him before we walked into my house. And ladies and gentlemen, it is sunshining and the skies are clear. And it's a word from God for you. The storm is over. You, You can believe it or not. If you're in a storm right now, stand up. You got something going on in your life right now. You know the storm. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Hurry. Because just as quick as you stand, God's going to do it. Now, I want you to look around, first of all, and realize more people got what's going on in in their life than you do your life. What does that mean? A lot of people got storms. There's one common denominator. Jesus isn't wanting us to wake him up with our prayers and our fasting and our, oh, God, please help me. He's wanting us to wake up. So what I did with Sheila yesterday that turned the tide of that storm, I'm going to do with you. And I want you to lift up your hands right now. I don't know what your storm is. But if you'll believe with me and if you'll exercise your faith with me, it's gonna end right now. And this Monday is gonna look a lot different than last Monday. So say this with me. You're speaking to your storm now. Say, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. Hell, no. hell no. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. winds cease. In, Jesus. in the name of Jesus, Jesus. my storm is over come on now give god some praise give him some praise right now jesus you can believe this or not but i believe it all the way And that's a word from the Lord for a whole lot of people here. There's a couple sitting in this auditorium this morning that got a word. Was the year 2006? 2006. What year is this? I'm not great at math. How many years ago is that? 13 years ago, on a Sunday morning just like this, at about this time, God said, Hell, no. No more hell in this situation. No more storm in this situation. Winds, You've got to go somewhere else. What's this?:
0: Neither one of us were looking to get married at the time, and I had flown into California. He was living in California, but I knew that the minute I met him I was going to marry him.:
2: Smitten is not even the word for it. Uh, I was head over heels in love for somebody. We planned it, we eloped, we got married in Lake Tahoe, and then things sort of took a turn for the worse.
0: We didn't know how we would deal with um, stress or problems, money, raising kids. We didn't have any of that. So we had to figure all that out as soon as we got married.
2: Over the next six years, our marriage deteriorated. I'd say neither one of us really knew how to do marriage and how to do it healthy.
0: And we lived here for a couple of years and someone kept asking us to come to church on a Saturday night. We just decided one night, let's go. I walked in and the minute I walked in, I'd start crying and I had no idea what that was about and I'd cry until we left. And we'd walk in and we'd walk out. We'd walk in and we'd walk out. We did that for about six months.
2: So at this point in our marriage, we were we were on the track for divorce. Our marriage just wasn't good. We didn't get along. We fought constantly. We weren't being great examples to the kids. At this point, our marriage was pretty much over. This was actually kind of a last-ditch effort.
0: We'd started um, arguing about something, and i just, he'd called me or told me I was acting like a certain way, and I said, what would Pastor Keith do about that? What would he say if he knew you were saying that to me? You should probably email him and ask him. And he's like, I'm not gonna email him. Why don't you email him? So I took my glass of wine, walked to my office, and I emailed Pastor Keith. And by the end of the email, I just said, I don't even know what I'm asking for, but help. And that was Saturday night at about 1130. And Sunday morning, we went to the 10 o'clock service every Sunday, sat in the same seats in the same row. And in the middle of the message, Pastor just said, you know, there are some people in this audience that I really need to speak with.
1: All right. First of all, you, sir, right here. Have we, have we met out, out there or anything? You and I met? What's your name? James. Okay, James, how many times have you been here? Six months. Good. All right, we've met. All right, now here's the deal. Is that your wife? And your name is? Jennifer. Okay. James, what if every decision you made didn't just affect you? What if it affected Jennifer? What if every decision you made didn't just affect you and Jennifer, but it affected your kids? What if every decision you made didn't just affect you and Jennifer and your kids, but what if it affected where you worked? But what if you chose to be in this house and every decision you made determined whether we were going to go forward or not? You see, none of us sitting here, James, feels like we're that important. And so we don't live our lives that significantly. But I'm here today to announce to you that you are that important.
2: And so for the next four or five minutes, he starts to speak over us. And so that was kind of a turning point in our marriage. I just grabbed Jennifer by the hand and I said, everything's gonna be okay.
0: I had no idea really what was going on, but that was the trajectory that changed our life from that day forward.
2: You know that the switch doesn't automatically flip. It's now work.
0: It wasn't easy just because that happened. You know, with the key people that we put in our lives, they took the time to sit with us, they took the time to sit with me, and I was able to have a new way of thinking and a new way of processing. And that was a good two or three years down the road. And I was standing with Pastor Sheila one day and I just looked at her and I said, you know, thank you so much for the time that you've taken and for Pastor Keith to read that email that I wrote all those years ago. And she looked right at me and she said, what email? He did not read that email. And i you could have just touched, touched me and I would have fallen over, um, realizing that it was God. That was God that was speaking through him directly to us.
2: And I kept telling Jen, there is no way that Pastor read that email and even knew who we were because we had never met Pastor before. This is actually how I know today, Pastor is a prophet because the day that he called us out in church and spoke over our lives and I grabbed Jen's hand and said, everything's going to be okay. Something I hadn't told Jen was that day we were going to go home from church, and then we're going to put our kids down for a nap, and then I was going to tell her this is our last day here together. We're done. You're out. I'm not going to spend another day here. This doesn't work. Neither one of us is happy. It's over. So for Pastor to call us out that day, that's a miracle. If you're sitting in that seat today, maybe you've considered divorce, or maybe that's what you're about to go home and do is file for a divorce. What I would tell you is that's not God's plan. You are in the right place at the right time with the right people, and if you will allow God to work in your lives, then there's hope. There's hope through God because God can do anything, and there's power in that. There's power in the people next to you that can help you. There's power in the church. There's power in God's Word. You just have to be open to it and accept it.
0: Dear James, you know the past, the dirt, the ugly stories. So I don't want to rehash all that except to say, thank you God for allowing us to go through the hardest of times so that we can love and appreciate the best of times. Fight the good fight knowing that we are on the same team and winning in this thing called marriage.
2: Dear Jen, as we continue into our next season, I speak that our marriage will leave a legacy on earth that points people to Him. That through our unity and agreement, and that as we walk out the call of God on our lives as individuals and as a couple, that we can put that to good use for others.
0: Looking ahead makes me smile because we have three beautiful, strong warriors that we were raising who look to God first and live a life that is pleasing to Him and fulfilling their destiny that He created for them. Wow, how amazing is that?
2: that we humbly resolve to live a life worth living. Not an easy life, not a timid life, but a life of valor, a life of followable excellence, and a passionate life dedicated to becoming better for you. A life we can pass along through our kids and through everyone we touch through Him.
0: What does the future hold? Sweet kisses and hand-holding, movies and books, and adventures and blessings that we don't even know about yet advancing the kingdom, helping others in marriage fight the good fight, and continuing to grow ourselves.
2: Jen, I love you today more than I did six years into our marriage. I did not know what love was. It is not an emotion or a feeling, but it's an action. Today, I actively love you far more than I ever believed I could, and it's a privilege from God.
0: Thank you for being open to our own growth so that we are striving to be our best, which will allow us our kids, our family of origin, and our family of choice to be the beneficiaries, all while we're looking up to the top, and we cannot be stopped. I love you, James Honeycutt.
2: I love you, Jen Honeycutt. I pray that we don't seek the natural in our marriage, that, that we don't, don't seek, seek the natural, natural in our family, family and that together, together through God, we seek, we seek and, and ask for the seek. supernatural.
1: But I'm here today to announce to you that you are that important that whether I know you or not, God knows you, and He knows why He's placed you in the family that He's placed you in. He knows why He's placed you in the business that He's placed you in. He knows why He's placed you in the church that He's placed you in. You know why? Because you're created in God's image, and just maybe you'll bring a part of God to that family, to that marriage, to those children, to, to your job, and to a church that was the one missing ingredient that takes everything around you to a whole nother level, and you won't minimize your significance like Aiken and in disobedience, just take this for yourself and just live like this because you don't realize that maybe three million people's destiny hinges on your choice. So I remember that day. stand in front of me. Come stand in front of me. Turn around. Turn around around to me. Now James, if my memory serves me correct, 13 years ago, y'all were to my right from the stage. Is that right? To the right. If you've been around this church for very long, you know I don't do that very much. If I call somebody out or if I call somebody down or if I give a word for somebody, it's a big deal in a corporate setting. I do that a lot through my masterminds and different things where I coach people. But here I ask God to give me words for everybody that'll shift some things just like that happened a minute ago about your storm. October 15th, 2006. That was the day, right? You were going home. You were going to tell her. She had no idea. and didn't, She didn't even find out two years later. Is that right? That that was, how many years later was it that she found out that you had planned on doing that that day? It was 20, 2009, so three years later. Three years later, he tells her, hey, by the way, in 2006, how old were your three kids?
0: Oh my, um, how old were they? Nine, four, and three.
1: Yeah. How old are they now? 22 17 14. do you think if that day hadn't happened that your kids would be where they are today absolutely not absolutely. and yet you both were in a very difficult desperate situation I want you listen very carefully what i'm about to say this story has been done for several months in fact we have several stories that in coming months we'll be showing you you know what i ask god I asked God, God, show me when I'm supposed to play a story. And they didn't know, but today I decided I'm going to play that story. What is today for you?
0: My 11 year sobriety anniversary date.
1: Today is her 11 year celebration for God, what's this, to say, look what I did 13 years ago, but, Jen, it still took you a couple of years, even after you got the word, and even after he decided, it still took you a couple of years to say, I got to deal with that in me. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's like they want the shift to happen immediately. Let me tell you how to make shift happen rather than other things happen. See a lot of people have the shift without the F that happens because they never realize that it's their superpower. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that works in it. So how do I make shift happen in the middle of the shift without the F? I take action. I take action and then God helps me after I've decided to take the action that I need to take to have the power, not just to, say, to stay sober, but to be free, but to be free. So they lead a ministry at our church called? Starting Point. Starting Point, but also? Freedom. So what, what, what is your superpower when you start thinking I am because he is. I am not an alcoholic. I am not a drug addict. I am not a felon. I am not broken. I am not divorced. I am not abused. I am because he is. And so he takes my brokenness and he takes my stuff. And he says, if you'll let me, I'll do what Pastor Keila prophesied. Come here, Keila, because I want you to prophesy it again. What's God gonna do with their struggles?
0: He's gonna turn your storms into solutions, your messes into messages, and your problems into promises.
1: Now listen, you can hear You can hear a little, I don't even know what this is today, but you can hear this prophetess say that and think, oh, that was sweet. That's his daughter. Now she's gonna say it as a prophet. I want you to lift up your hands because this is what's gonna happen. Say it.
0: In Jesus' name, I believe that today he's gonna turn your storms into solutions. solutions. (laughs) He's gonna turn your problems into promises, and He's gonna take your messes and make them into a message in Jesus' name.
1: And is that what's happening? in your life? Yes. Is that what's happening? in your life? Absolutely. So Chuck, come stand behind him. So Father, I thank you, today is a new day. It's not just a day where we celebrate sobriety. It's a day in the name of Jesus of reward. I speak over their life that their greatest days of reward are coming and as the priest in their life, as the prophet in their life, I speak over them that everything they set their hands to do will prosper like never before and because of the price you paid and therefore because of the price they have paid to be who they are because of who you are, I thank you in the name of Jesus that their ladder is going to be double of what their former ever was. I thank you for the finances that are coming into their hand. I thank you that James will be the millionaire. These always dreamed of being. I thank you that you will use gin on the priest's side of life to bring wholeness and healing and health into people's lives. And in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this power couple in the kingdom. And I want y'all to give God praise for what he's done in their life. It's amazing. You got to stick with God long enough so God can work in your life. I said, you gotta stick with God long enough so He can work in your life. You gotta stay plugged in. You gotta stay connected. You can't just be a churchy person coming to church when you feel like it. You're a child. You're a daughter. You're a son of the Most High God. Let's make some miracles happen. Jesus, Jesus.
0: Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way, you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevatelive forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.